Children the Podcast, hosted by Dustin and Callie. Follow us on social media, on Twitter, at Married underscore Show, Facebook, Married with Children Show, on Instagram, Married with Children Show, or reach out to us in an email, MarriedWithChildrenShow at gmail.com. We're always looking for guests and sponsors. If you have a name of a guest that would be an interesting interview on the Married with Children Show, please send that information to us through social media or straight to our email address. Also, if you have a small business that you'd be interested in being a sponsor on the show, please reach out to us through an email so that we can work out a way that best suits you and our listeners. Also, if you like the podcast, be willing to rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. Welcome back to Married with Children, the podcast. Um, I, I've got to be honest, this is probably my most exciting episode that uh, that we've done. Um, I know the guy is going to get on to me because um, he's humble. But tonight, or this afternoon, we've got Kyle McIntosh with us here from Beauty from Ashes uh, Tattoo Parlor. Um, he's a graffiti artist. He's a community activist. He is um, honestly just an all-around terrific guy. And I know he's going he's gonna to pick on me and say I'm trying to make him sound too good, but... I got the, you know, I read an article about Kyle in the uh, the Seymour Tribune and reached out to him and got a chance to sit down in a shop with him and talk to him for, you know, 45 minutes to an hour a couple weeks ago. And I'm telling you, this guy is, um, he's a real deal. He's he's a very interesting guy and I'm glad to talk to him. So, Kyle, man, thanks for joining the show. Uh, thank you. Thank you, man. I appreciate uh, letting me come on here, man, and just talk a little bit just uh, about what, kind of what we discussed before. Um but yeah, I appreciate all the kind words, man. I really, really do. So, what well, I, I know your story a little bit. My wife doesn't know it as well, mm-hmm. um, but it is true. And and you've overcome a lot to get to where mm-hmm. you are. And we talked a little bit about that. So, how does how does Kyle McIntosh make it to Crothersville, Indiana, to open a tattoo parlor and do what you've been doing? What's what's your oh, backstory, brother? Man, man, it's been wild. It's been a fun ride. Um, not all fun, but <laughs> it's definitely been a, a crazy ride getting to this point. Um, uh, you know, I was born and raised up in Indianapolis. Um, lived there a majority of my childhood, and you know, for me, I, I loved. I grew up in kind of the urban area of Indianapolis, kind of on the outskirts or whatever, um, between a landfill and an airport <laughs> and a military base. So, you know, it wasn't the, uh, it wasn't the greatest neighborhood, but we, we dealt with it, you know? Um, but I remember just seeing art everywhere, you know, uh, going down 465, uh, downtown at the time had quite a bit of graffiti. That was about the early mid nineties. So there's a lot of lot different from it is now um but i remember just seeing it and i was like man i gotta have this i gotta i gotta draw that you know and just being a young and imaginative kid i thought i could just pick up a pencil and draw that exactly the way it is on the wall you know that ain't gonna Mm -hmm. be no problem um but i started drawing my name and like bubble letters whatever and i just couldn't get it couldn't get it it was so frustrating to me you know (laughs) I was like, it's got to be easier, you know. So I just kept doing it, kept doing it. 
and then I'd use markers and, you know, so on, so on. Um, and then I finally just started using a spray can, which that kind of twisted me in a little bit of trouble, you know. <laughs> um, but, you know, all, drawing was always a passion anyways, but graffiti just really, it, it grabbed my eye every time, which was funny because as a young kid, my interest in art was more uh, architecture. I loved buildings. I loved drawing buildings, and that's a complete opposite of graffiti. You know, it has <laughs> rules. You know, right. <laughs> yeah. uh, graffiti—you don't really have many rules, if any rules. Um, so it to jump from one extreme to the other—it's—it's it's really crazy. Um, but I would. But- and I hate to interrupt you, but yeah, it, you're good. but it still does kind of connect because you know yeah. the the graffiti that you do, and I know that obviously now you're getting to do it without any repercussions, right, which yeah. is awesome. <laughs> yeah, but it does. Thank God, it does. Yeah, it does connect with that that architecture and that space, and you have to use yeah. you know the side of a building and how you work it. So oh yeah, it does yeah. kind of come together, even though it doesn't yeah. seem like it. Yeah, it really I, does. I, I could see that. Yeah, definitely. Um, and, you know, it was it was funny because uh, just a few years back, I went back to school and I first started to go back for architectural engineering. And I was really. Yeah. And once I got started, I realized all the math I had to take. I was like, <laughs> you know, I don't I don't like buildings that much. You know, <laughs> not what you thought. She's, yeah. she's a math teacher and I can't figure that uh, out. anyway. Yeah. I mean, just, yeah. I don't know why I thought I didn't have to do math. You know? Right. Like, <laughs> well, it's like you're, you, I mean, you want to do something and it's like they have you do all of these other classes that yeah. you're like, does that really pertain to yeah, what I, your I'm end goal is? I'm sitting here looking is? at my class schedule for the next two years and I'm like, all I see is math on here. <laughs> like, is this, this is options for math? Because right. that's not what I signed up for. Yeah. I, and I've always said, I, I don't have a, I don't have an exact answer brain. I was just, I went to, for social sciences, was a history major. I want to be able to figure out my answer. I want to work my answer together. Right. And it's kind of like exactly. art. Oh, yeah. I, yeah. I don't want you to tell me the line has to go here. I may want to move it, tweak oh, it, change that's it. That's why I hated multiplication. You had to put them in certain columns. And yeah. so I'm like, no. I, don't, <laughs> I, I just want to do it the way I want to do it. Right. You know? Yeah. I, I still, I'll, I know it's going to sound stupid, but I still, when it comes to like doing division, man, dude, I, I still just get so confused every time. Like when I'm doing the numbers, I'm like, why? Why can't I just do this another way? Right, you right. Know? Um, but you know, with our my kids, you know, they're my daughter. She has math and stuff now, and uh, most of the time, my wife she's helping her with it. I ain't gonna lie. Um, but uh, <laughs> you know, where I've had to help her a couple of times, and it's totally different. From, yeah. Oh yeah, the way they teach it now is like. And you can't do it the way you did it. Like, you get in trouble for that. Yeah, yeah. Especially, I think, and I'm a high school teacher, so, I mean, but I think even, like, in the lower levels and stuff, it does seem to be like they're teaching it a lot different. And so sometimes when they come to me and they're doing all this stuff, it's like I've got to even try and figure out. I don't know, because I think they're trying to make it easier, but whenever they start getting into, like, the stuff that I'm trying to teach them, it, like, makes it harder because it's like, then we got to kind of twist stuff back around, but I don't know. Yeah. So it is different. I will agree with you. Yeah. So that's where that was. Once I got that and I seen all the math, I was like, I'm going to switch my uh, major on this. So I went in for psych uh, and I I loved it. I learned so much, Um, but I was working in the mental health field at the time. And, you know, there's no money. And I'm not saying that's what it's about, but there's no money at all. And like you can't support a family. It's so Mm -hmm. hard, you know. 
and I loved what I did. I loved helping people, but I, I hated the fact that I could barely make it. You know what I mean? And I think that's what's so tough. We even see in the schools when we work with people from the mental health field right. is there's so much turnover in it but, because it's a, as God. soon as they can get another option to make more right. money. And, I, and I'm not being critical right. of them. No, I would make no. the same jump. Yeah. But, you know, you, you're working with somebody and it's constantly this turnover and rotating door. I wish the government or, or whoever would invest in true mental health for people. Oh yeah. And it's such a, a widespread problem. Like when people, uh, that don't really, if they're not really educated on the subject itself, uh, it's, it's easy to just turn a blind eye to. Mm-hmm. Um, but if we really all knew how much it affects our communities every day, if we knew that and we knew how detrimental it was to our communities, I think we would have a a whole different view on it, um, and there would be a lot more funding for it. But. And I think some of it's starting to change because mm-hmm. I think forever it was it was kind of you should be ashamed if you you had mental health issues or something that you needed oh, to yeah. talk yeah. to somebody about, and there was this this cloak of shame. And I think that the I think that the younger generations now are starting to say. No, it's cool, man. Right. You can, you, especially as males, we can talk about it. Right. You, can, yeah. you can have true feelings. Mm-hmm. I mean, you don't have to be this stoic, rock hard guy all the uh, time. Yeah, yeah. And you see so many people that are like that too. Mm-hmm. That they're, oh, I don't have any issues. I don't have nothing at all. And you know, they they end up uh, using drugs or whatever in the end. And it's like I knew the whole time there was there was an issue there. Right. You know what I mean, um, but like you said, I think. With now, I think it's more not there, not saying accepting, but like people are listening, understanding, you know I mean? yeah, 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 to I, where it's not there's not a negative, um, you know, thought about it or or, mm-hmm. or something like yeah. that. So you went back to school. You were in the mental health. Then where did we go from there? Um, I actually went and worked with uh, Centerstone for a while, um, and it was a great company, um, but like I said, it was just the whole trying to take care of my family and drive all the way to Columbus and back. And, uh, I finally just had to make a decision. I got to make enough money to support my family. Um, went from there and worked, uh, for Walmart distribution for a while. Um, you know, I liked it. The, the job wasn't bad, but it was one of those situations where I knew this wasn't, I don't know, it just wasn't gonna, you know, it wasn't what wasn't something you necessarily enjoyed and wanted to maybe do yeah, for the rest of your life, I guess. Yeah, that's where it was like, it was a epiphany, you know? Like, yeah. What am I doing? You know? Yeah. <laughs> for a guy with the creative mind you have, that's a very monotonous job. And yeah, there's nothing against true. it. No, no, yeah. No, but I know what you mean. You're moving though. boxes, you're loading things, you're unloading things. There's not a whole lot of creativity you can get yeah, with there. And it just, it just wasn't, you know, and, you know, a, a, a series of events happened and I, you know, ended up not being there anymore. Um, but I just opened, uh, my tattoo shop, like right before I wasn't there anymore. Um, and it was scary. It was nervous because just opened a brand new business. I uh, didn't have anything to my name. You know, we was, I think we was negative bank account when we opened the doors, you know, not even going to lie. We put everything we had yeah. into it and to lose my job just a couple of weeks after it was scary. Um, but we just had to keep pushing forward. You know what I mean? Um, and then when I finally was working in the shop full time, I realized this is, this is what I 
wanted. This is what I've wanted this whole time. You know, this is what I'm supposed to be doing. Right. Do you think that losing that safety net of Walmart distribution maybe accelerated your success? Because oh yeah, you knew yeah. you had to. No, I mean, yeah. there was no yeah. falling yeah. back. There wasn't no holding on to the ledge. You, yeah. yeah. You know, it's just jump <laughs> off. You yeah. know, um, it was definitely living by faith for sure. Uh, we, which we still do every day. Um, you know, with this industry, it's feast or famine. You know, mm-hmm. you're mm-hmm. either so busy you don't know what to do with yourself, or you're sitting there like, oh, well. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, I wonder if we're going to get paid this week, mm-hmm. you know. Um, it's just, that's the industry alone. You know, it may not be that extreme to the other, but it's always changing every day. You don't know what your paycheck is going to be next. You know I mean? That's the risk you take, you yeah. know. Um, but when we opened it up, we still had the safety net until it all, you know, and then it was like, okay, either go get another job and make it almost impossible to run this business because I don't know what my new schedule is going to be like, blah, blah, or just have faith. Yeah. (laughs) Jump in. And jump in, you know. Um, But if, if faith was easy, you know, every, it wouldn't be a problem for everybody to be on it. You know what I mean? Um, but sometimes we have to get out of that huge comfort zone and just jump into something that's really crazy, you know. Uh, ha- was it easy? No. It, is it easy now? No. Um, but y- you see it progressing over time. Mm-hmm. So. Right. And it, since we're talking about the tattoo parlor with the name Beauty from Ashes, hmm? where where did that come from? Oh, man. So, uh, you know, I... I I was praying about a name. I wanted something that really symbolized what we were about, uh, what my vision was for this tattoo parlor. And uh, I'd prayed a lot about it. And I was driving down the road one day, and this song had came on, and he was talking about a verse out of the Word that talks turning about beauty from these ashes. And that's basically how he said it in the song, was beauty from the ashes. And I was like, that's it. Like, that's that's it like I know that's what it needs to be um so I remember I just went home and I told my wife I said this is we have to name it I know it's kind of long but it just makes sense and the reason is is because I feel like it it just describes everything it describes um the shop because most of the time when people are coming to get tattooed it's for a reason it's Mm -hmm. to characterize something so whether it's um uh, to memorialize somebody or to mark something they've been through, it means something that they're going through or been through. Right. Um, and sometimes that's not always good, and sometimes it is. And I think that just kind of symbolizes that is turning whatever you have into something beautiful. Right. You see what I mean? And whatever the situation is, turn it into something beautiful. Um, so I thought, man, that's great. That works perfect. Um, <coughs> excuse me. Um, but it also symbolizes my own story and coming up from just craziness um, as a kid. And a lot of it, you know, I won't lie, a lot of it was my own actions. You know, I was just, I was a bad kid. I was a really bad kid. <laughs> and uh, and then <coughs> I wonder, like, when my kids are acting up, like, when did I get that from? Like, their mom or me? <laughs> yeah. Probably their mom. Yeah, that's, we have that, that same conversation. That's what I always try and push it off one, too, but I'm pretty pretty confident I know where it's coming yeah, from. Yeah, I'm pretty positive I know, but you know, I <laughs> yeah. don't want to admit that. We'll, exactly. we'll continue to say it's the mothers. It yeah. has to be. Right. Um, 
but yeah a lot of it was was brought on myself um again i was intrigued by graffiti as a young age and i wanted to start painting it so i started painting it and then it wasn't fun painting it on plywood um so i just started painting it on people's garages old factories anywhere under bridges and i was just stuck on the idea like i had to figure out how to do that um so i would try it and it wouldn't look right and i'd keep trying it keep trying it stealing paint from the dollar store um i got I, I never like shop with them wasn't really my thing but spray paint i could shop with spray paint like crazy when i was a kid <laughs> uh, <laughs> but i'd have these like big winter coats on I mean, it'd be like July, you know what I mean? And I'd have like all these spray paint cans. You know, you hear them rattling. Just you know, and, you're, just... and you're wondering why nobody says anything to you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No one said anything. Yeah, <laughs> fell out of my pocket or fell out of the coat when I'm going out the door. Um, but no, so, you know, I, I had ran into the law several times. Um, and I was just running around with like a lot of people that I should have been running around with, you know. Um, I was running around mostly older kids, but you know they were all in gangs and they were all just doing you know basically what every other kid was doing in that neighborhood um <laughs> but so i started following that way and right. you know just took me down the path of this craziness uh i was using drugs at a young age um just because i'm not gonna say i didn't know it was it, i knew it was wrong um but everybody around me was doing it well that's a, that's what you're i mean you're yeah a product of your environment i mean like that's mm. what you're around i mean right. that's you know your friends or people you look up to i mean that's i'm sure what they oh, were yeah. doing mm. so it was <coughs> just the thing i mean just what you did oh yeah yeah and you know i guess i knew it was wrong <coughs> i'm sorry I'm you're fine brother no i knew it was wrong um but i didn't care you know, yeah it's like everybody else is doing it who cares yeah. but no, I um, I continued to just get in trouble and, and over and over, and like the judge just got tired of seeing me. He's like, "Dude, what? Are you, what? Are you keep getting arrested <laughs> for the same out. thing, you know? Get <laughs> figure this out, you know? Had to do community service, was on house arrest, um, all for painting walls, you know? I mean, I, I never, never did understand. Like, I was sitting in there with other kids that actually did." some pretty crazy crimes i mean we're talking 16 17 year olds that was doing some crazy acts um and i'm in there for painting walls you know like how did that happen yeah <laughs> and i want to point out too that to even add to that i know something you told me is you, you never tagged like gang signs you no. never tagged anything inappropriate <laughs> it was truly even from your early stages it was about yeah. art yeah. i mean it was about it was all about art um you know, I did join a gang at, earlier as a kid, but even then I wasn't tagging the gang symbols or anything. Right. Um, it was never cuss words. It was never violent portrayal of anything. Um, it was all just art in general. And it, and part of that came from one of the stories you told me was something your grandma had told you when you were young. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, this is cool. going around 465 and we was... Uh, I was in the back seat of her car, and we was going down 465, probably early evening, summertime. And uh, I remember she looked up, and she seen one of these big apartment buildings by 465, and seen the graffiti like way up on the top of this building. And you know, she was just like, "I'm just so amazed by how they do that, and they have so much talent, and uh, put that much determination 
into getting all the way up there to do that and risking everything to do it right like that's just amazing you know like yeah why wouldn't they use that for something yeah and uh but she didn't condemn it. She was she was intrigued. Yeah, she by was it intrigued. And, yeah, she she wasn't like, oh, these people are horrible. She's like, why don't they do something with that? Right. You know. But I remember thinking how interesting to her that was, and I remember thinking like, I want to learn how to do that. Like, I want to I want to be one of those people that paints on top of one of those yeah. buildings. You know. Uh, and I ended up doing that, but <laughs> <laughs> not not necessarily legally, but I did. Uh, <laughs> but you know, I that's yeah. She was definitely an inspiration for sure. Um, Vara's art in general, you know, even as a young kid. I mean, I had I'll never forget. I had a third grade teacher one time, and she she came up to me. And she said, you know. If you paid a, if you paid half the attention to your schoolwork as you do your art, you'd be a straight A student, you know. And I was like, yeah, but that's boring, you know what I mean? Like, right. Like I just wanted to draw, you know. I was, I was like in elementary school, I get kicked out for drawing on other kids during recess. <laughs> yeah. Oh gosh. I had a line of kids. It'd be like, <laughs> like you were doing your tattoos at that point, like yeah. in marker or yeah. whatever. So you remember the marker boxes that had the round bubbles on top, like oh, yeah. all the yeah. way around oh, it. Yeah. And you always covered in the logo. Um, so I had one of those boxes and I had nothing but markers and there'd be like four or five kids each recess. They'd line up and they just tell me to draw something on their leg or arm or whatever. Right. And I'm sure parents loved it because they were permanent markers. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, they actually, and they would trade like, they would trade like their dessert everything it was like prison elementary school uh, you, know what I mean? you were getting yeah i was getting commissary yeah i got three twinkies what but, can i get yeah exactly but That's awesome. i remember i just loved doing that and i i probably did that most of elementary school you know wow um and i always got in trouble always got in trouble for art all the time um and i remember we had to we had to do this uh paragraph and it was a little picture above it and it said, what do you want to be when you grow up? And I remember I drew a picture of someone getting a tattoo, and I wanted to be a tattoo artist. And the teacher came around, and she's like, well, you really need to pick a real career, like a real job. And I'm like, what? But the thing it was is every person, not every person, but all the rest of my classmates, most of them wanted to be like firefighters, policemen, nothing wrong with those jobs. I'm right. just saying like, it was the same thing over yeah. and over. Oh yeah. Well, and, and it's, and I've always said we, we, we glorify when they say, and I'm again, not picking on those kids that say, I want to be president or I want to oh, be yeah. an astronaut yeah. or a doctor. Like, I mean, like you got, you got one in a billion chance. And I, and I, I understand we <laughs> right. say that if you work hard, you can be anything. Right. Well, there's a lot more to that. There's than some just, limitations. Yeah. 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 So. Astronaut, you can only be so tall. So. Yeah. yeah. And, <laughs> and president, you got to find somebody with some cash to back you. Right. Yeah. 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 You got to have a little bit of money. You have you have a yeah. lot more um, chances of being like a tattoo artist <laughs> right. than yeah. than you do like being the president. I mean, exactly. like just <laughs> looking yeah. at the numbers. I remember like when she said it too, just thinking to myself like that's a real job. To yeah. Me. yeah. Yeah. I mean, well, I think it's funny too. Like even with the art part of it. And this is going to sound kind of uh, contradictive to what we both do in the education world, but we put kids in boxes. Like when you oh. go back and look in the, you know, the, you know, the Renaissance period, me being a history guy, and you look at these terrific artists at 10, 11, 12 years old, they were working apprenticeships under yeah. artists and exploring that they yeah. weren't. 
They yeah. weren't doing, no offense to math, they weren't doing math problems. Right. They weren't no. doing this. They were immersed in art. Right. And that's how we got, you know, Da Vinci and Van Gogh and all these guys that, Michelangelo, all these guys that Renaissance painters and artists and inventors, because we didn't put them in a box. Right. We let exactly. them just go think and yeah. come up with things. You imagine if you put Da Vinci in a box? Like, oh, my and that, You know, that's the hardest part, I think, <laughs> just as being an educator is... I mean, like you see kids that have other passions, you know, I mean, and especially like math. I mean, that's usually not everybody's Mm. favorite subject for sure. And it's like, it's just so hard because it's like, obviously the state tells me that we have to pass this test and we have to, you know, teach this kid, you know, this, this and this. And it's like, I get, and that's, I mean, like I try to be like, I get that you want to, you know, do art or you want to do music or whatever it may be. But, and it's like, I just, I mean, like we just, if we can just get by, (laughs) like we just have to do, you know, this. And I mean, I think part of it too is, is as a teacher, I mean, trying to get them interested, even though, okay, math isn't their best thing, but at least to make it halfway interesting to where they don't dread coming to school or to class or even though it's not their favorite part, I'm sure. Yeah. Well, I remember even like, I remember even elementary school, I didn't really like art class that much and i know it sounds really awful. but i'm sure often. they said you have to draw this yeah like i'll never no forget i yeah. still have it just like it was yesterday i remember exactly the first time i sat in an art class where they said okay this is what you're gonna draw right. i remember i looked up like this is crap yeah you know what I mean? <laughs> like, it's not just like free draw I every day i don't want to draw an elephant <laughs> like, i yeah. don't want to draw an airplane i hate drawing airplanes right <laughs> Right. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And that's what I'll be honest. I I love at the high school I'm at. We got a great AP art program, and they're really. I mean, they're free to choose. Yeah. Anything and everything. And I love being down there. We had a girl this year, and she is so talented. Her whole thing was around clothing, and she would draw and then actually sew together these old school, like you know, crazy gothic type dresses and things, and then she'd wear them to school. So it was even cooler because you'd be standing there and she'd walk in with this, like these huge gothic hats and dresses and people would be looking at her and that was her art. And then the next day it'd be hanging on a mannequin in the hallway. And I'm like, that is so cool. Like just the, the creativity and the thought and totally outside the box. And that's what I love. And you never know. Like she may not, she may be one of the biggest fashion designers there ever is. Exactly. And no one knew. Right. Yeah. And, and, and actually, you know, well, and especially like if she didn't have this opportunity in high school to right. kind of be able to figure part mm-hmm. of that out. I mean, it, I mean, she, that's great. I think that she's able to figure that out at like 17 or 18 mm-hmm. years right. old that, yeah. you know, she has that ability. And, and, you know, she was kind of guided, you know, with the art teacher and like to use that. Right. Well, I think forever we've told kids, you know, be safe. And mm-hmm. it goes back to exactly what you were just talking about with the shop and the safety net underneath the we've preached to them be safe be safe choose a career that's safe you know here's the hot jobs here's the jobs where (laughs) you'll be able to get hired after college and you know and i always tell kids do something you're passionate about because even if you even if it is a struggle even if it is it it can it'll make it so Uh, much easier to go to work it makes it it's not work you no, know, it's right. not. Uh, if you do what you love for a living, you're always going to have a struggle. There's always going to be obstacles. It, that's just how it is, no matter what. It, whether it's your passion or not, you're going to have obstacles. But when you're doing what you love, it's not work. It's You're enjoying it. This is what you love to do. You know what I mean? Right. And when it becomes work, 
then maybe you should stop doing it. Agree. Yeah. <laughs> you know. And I've told her that forever. I said, if there's any time that I, as an educator, or as an administrator now, that I don't look forward to go in and spend time with kids, yeah. then I'll walk. Yeah. I mean, that day. It that's won't be at the end go. of the school year. I'll yes. walk and find yeah. something else because that's the reason why I do what I do is the kids that, that walk in the hallway every day. So, um, you know, I, I want to make sure that's it. So, so obviously, you know, growing up, you're doing all this. You've got this huge, you know, artistic background. You got this love. You've been tagging. When you were when you were a, a kid and you went to go do this, how did you decide what you wanted to tag? You know, it's it's still to this day the same way. So I started doing graffiti by drawing on paper and just seeing, just kind of trying to do the same style, I guess. Um, but I when I actually started painting it on walls. I never drew anything first. I I felt like it just changed everything once I started painting. You know, a simple outline, it's the idea, it's the concept. But once I got to the wall and I had the can in my hand, you know what I mean? It it was different. Everything changed because it would just like, um, it would come together, it would come to life as I was doing it. Right. You know, and to this day when I do most murals, uh, almost every time, it's if if I do have a drawing, it's a very basic concept, like a couple lines, um, but there's not all the detail in it. And the reason is because it's going to come to life on the actual palette itself. Right. Um, same way when I'm tattooing, it's the exact same concept. So I will come up with a very simple, very basic outline. I might throw some areas where I think shadows are going to be or my highlights, whatever. Um, but other than that, it all comes to life while I'm tattooing. You know what I mean? Um, and I just feel like, I don't know, when you, if you plan an entire piece of art just by a drawing, you, I feel like you lose the whole point of why you're doing it. You know what I mean? If you got to plan every little bit of it, you know, there's got to be some room for creativity there. So. I think that right there explained why. <laughs> architecture would have never worked for yeah, you. Yeah, I, I, right? I, I mean, I, I think that, I mean, that, that was such a good explanation. Because I couldn't change it over yeah, and over you and You couldn't over. roll up to the construction site and be like, oh, wait, wait, wait. Yeah. Let's move this because wall here. Because their exact this. drawing has to be on paper yeah. and the numbers and all yeah. of that to, to go and with it. And, and there's nothing wrong with that. You know, no, people right, are like right. that. And, and uh, it, my mind just goes too many directions you know it's it's it goes way too many directions to follow one pattern i like to just switch it up just to see what it does you know so when i'm painting a graffiti mural i'll start out with a concept and almost every time by the end of that mural it's a whole different concept than what i was thinking right. you know what i mean I like to push that. I like to push the the limits to that. Well, and I'm sure, sorry, I'm sure that with that, because, I mean, I know you say you've got kind of a basic, I'm sure so much more, I mean, I'm sure the end result is much cooler than what it ever would be if you tried to do it exactly on paper and erase it and do it this and erase, you know what I mean? When the client's like, oh, that that was cool. I'm like, yeah, it does, doesn't it? (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I wasn't expecting it to look that good. (laughs) I'm even impressed myself. (laughs) I'm glad that worked out because it wasn't looking like it there for a while. (laughs) I was worried Uh, there. Glad you didn't come in. Oh, yeah. I ain't going to lie. There's been some murals. Though there has, there's been some murals where I'm halfway through it, like what am <laughs> I better, doing? Like, well, I know, I know out. you even said because you just did the one for the new tumbleweed down yeah. in Salem, and yeah. I I followed along with you on Facebook. Yeah, and you said the hardest things to figure out when it is done. Yeah, which is another it's thing. So hard, uh, it's so really? hard because 
you you just want to keep adding, keep adding, and you know you can get to the point where you've added too much, right? Right. You know, and that that's coming to that point where where do you stop? Just walk you know, away. <laughs> do you walk away? And that's about you. You know, have to do so often. Uh, when I even with tattoos, sometimes I'll just get up, you know, take a couple minute break just to walk away from it. You know, clear your head of it for a minute and then come back and look right. at it again. Yeah. You know, I, even with tattoos that I'll do and say it's not a big one and at the end of it, they'll walk across the room to look at it. And then when they come back, I see it differently. Yeah. You know, um, and that's how you, I look at it when I'm doing murals, because when, when I'm doing murals, they they're not looking at it the whole time i am so when they come back right. they're looking at it in segments yes yes you know? and sometimes when you're so focused on a small portion of yeah. it you think there's this huge problem and then when you actually can back yourself away and look at it as a total the piece of picture, art you're yeah. like mm-hmm. oh no wait that yeah. that is what it it's should like be. life man. <laughs> yeah, man it works that little yeah. piece needed to be that right. way for me to, yeah. to have the whole thing yeah there's been many times where i've had to step back and look at uh 30 foot long walls you know and like okay how do i train my vision to focus on all of it at once so i can see you know as a big picture so you you've been doing this tagging obviously you had had your trouble your run-ins your issues and then you kind of had you know a, a a situation happened that you were shocked by that actually led to you realizing you could get paid to to do some of this yeah i was actually i was uh i was tagging at the back of a barber shop and uh a guy was like he'd come out of the back i'm guessing he well i ended up finding out he was the owner but um i was grabbing my stuff because i was like man i'm already (laughs) on probation for this you know so i was grabbing my stuff and uh he's like hold on hold on you know I'll, i'll pay you to finish this and to put the logo of the shop in the front of the building. And I'm like, oh, okay. You know, that sounds cool. So uh, I I didn't trust them at first, but, you know, they started pulling money out. So that's I was what, like, all right, that's a little different. I uh, love that part of the story is when you and I talked, you were like, I assumed you'd already called the police. Yeah, it was just I trying was to like, hold me yeah, there. I thought this it was a setup, you know, like, oh, he's just trying to hold me here. I ain't stupid. I know how this works. <laughs> Um, but you know, I did the, did the mural and I even finished my piece on the back and, uh, he did, he paid me for it. And before I left, another guy had pulled up and he's like, Hey man, you ever thought about tattooing? And, uh, I was like, yeah, <laughs> actually yeah, my whole life, you know, <laughs> how, how do you go to college or what do you yeah. do? You know, he's like, no, you just do an apprenticeship. And, uh, so I ended up, um, doing an apprenticeship with him. And after I did a mural for him as well, he came up cause that's the whole reason I pulled up. He's like, Hey, you're the only one doing that mural. I said, yeah. He said, well, I got a shop down here that I want you to, you know, uh, come do the same thing. So I was like, all right, you know? So, and he was offering to pay. So, you know, I was like two paid gigs in one. <laughs> yeah. Man, you know, I, was, I was getting arrested for this. So, <laughs> but anyways, so I did an apprenticeship with him and, um, started tattooing and fell in love with it, you know, just literally fell in love. But, you know, life happened, um, and started traveling down a darker road, uh, started messing around a lot more with drugs and heavier drugs. And it kind of, here I had the dream job what i dreamed of as a kid and it was right. right here in my hands and then you know harder drugs came in the picture and it was like oh i got cash in my pocket i can use every day do that yeah. you know um 
and it became a super problem but you know being young and immature i thought well if i get away from tattooing you know where i'm not around at all the time i'll get away from my problem i'll get away from the problem that didn't work <laughs> you know what i mean um but so i ended up getting tattoo equipment again i was still doing it on the side here and there um but i remember thinking about it all the time because i ended up working in factories for a while and I remember thinking about it every day, like if I would have pursued that, if I would have just put down the drugs and pursued my career in tattooing from the beginning, you know, and actually went through with it, how much would life be different now? You know, and sitting here in a factory at that time thinking that, you know, um, so I just thought, you know, I'll, I'll just, it's okay. You know, I got good job, good benefits, blah, blah, blah. And, you know, it never, it never was satisfying, you know, no matter how much money I made, it was never, I hated it. I hated standing there doing the same thing over and over, Right. you know, and I'm not putting those jobs down. Don't, don't get me wrong because right. I've worked in plenty of them and it's hard work, but I just, I couldn't stand it, you know? And, uh, so the mental health field was really something that was interested to me. Um, so uh, that was something like I always wanted to help people. I always wanted to, you know, I was always interested in psychology. So that just sounded like, okay, well, that will fit, you know. Right. Mm-hmm. It was because it was <laughs> I enjoyed it, but it was another one of those, well, I'll just do this instead of doing art because there's still that safety net. Absolutely. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <coughs> there's still uh, health insurance, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But, yeah. Um, but anyways, I got... Um, and really bad into the drugs um and then uh, it just kept continuing and i was still i was working in factories and still using just as much drugs as you know always um but i just ran into so much crap you know what i mean and i was running from my problems for so long that you know it, they weren't going anywhere it was the same spot you mm-hmm. know and i and i was, I was like man you know um and then in 2007 um my brother had um had committed suicide and my brother he was uh he was like the like my main influence in art you know he was mm-hmm. an amazing artist i mean he could look at anything and and just draw it right there and it looked like a black and white picture um and he was also a musician like a very well-rounded musician and but I remember being a young kid, and he was four years older, five years older than me, um, and just watching every movie he did, you know, every time he'd draw out a notepad, and I was right next to him, you know, and uh, so at this time I'm still, you know, painting some murals here and there for people, um, but you know I was still bad off on the drug scene, and then I found out my brother had committed suicide, and I was like wow you know yeah. but it was it was that moment though you think with me using drugs um and he was as well um but with me using drugs you think that had been a wake-up call you mm-hmm. know like i gotta stop doing this mm-hmm. you know um it wasn't you know it was actually it was completely opposite yeah it you was, spiraled. Uh, i spiraled from there man um and it got it got into a really dark place in life to where um all honestly all i could think about was suicide all the time you know i was obsessed with it um so i attempted (laughs) a few times um ended up in a mental hospital 
um, meeting a lot of just not crazy people, but, you know, ended up being cool people, um, over time, but, <coughs> excuse me, um, but anyways, uh, I learned so much in those treatment centers, I really did, but I wasn't ready to get clean, so, it was kind of useless. You know, you you would tell them, you would tell them, yeah, I, that's what I want to do. That's why I'm here. You know, I'm ready to kick You know it. that's what they want to hear. That's I what mean, they want to hear. You're smart enough that you you yeah. know that. Yeah, <laughs> and the whole reason I was, I mean, honestly, the whole reason I was really there was just to get other people to shut up. They'd leave me alone. You know what I mean? Right. It was a free place to stay, three meals a day, you know. <laughs> um, but I did learn a lot from the process you know there's stuff that i learned over time i wasn't using then but i want i can use now you know and one of the biggest things i remember learning was there's got to be a different way there's got to be a different way to handle life than what i have been right you know um and it all stems down to i think for everybody is happiness you want that mm-hmm. happiness whatever happiness is to you you mm-hmm. want that you know and so anyways, um, uh, me and my wife, we had met and, uh, her and her family, they're, they're just, they love God, you know what I mean? And they, they have this just genuineality to them that it's just, you can tell it's real. Um, and I remember just thinking like, I heard about God my whole life, but and I, I don't know. Like that's that just heard about God. You know, right. it wasn't like a direct description. You know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. You know, it was like, oh, I I know this person that knows this person. Right. Yeah. You know, it wasn't like a oh, you're a family member. You know. Um. But they started talking about their relationship with God, and and I thought, man, you know, how nice would that be? If that's real, how nice would that be? You know. And I remember thinking, I've tried everything in my life to be happy and a lot of it's almost killed me and yeah. some of it I wanted to kill me if mm-hmm. that makes any sense Absolutely. Um, yeah. but uh, I thought you know this whole God thing like what would it hurt to give that a try you know so I um, I remember I just kind of I said my own version of the sinner's prayer I guess um, I said my first earnest prayer and that was Lord if there's anything you can do help me whether you know, it's addiction, whether it's me or someone else, it's, it's completely ruined my life and I just can't, I can't do it. So, you know, and the funny part was, I remember, I I remember thinking that it probably wasn't going to make any difference, you know, what's that going to do, Mm -hmm. you know? (laughs) Um, but you know, I, I kind of just went to bed. Oh, well, you know, the next morning, uh, I woke up and my routine was to get, I drink a few beers before I go to work and pop pills, do whatever I had to do basically to stay out of it. Um, and you know, I'd, uh, I'd seen the beers in there and I'm like, eh, you know, I don't, I don't know. I was busy. Like I was super busy that day and I was busy all day that day, way busier than usual. Well, uh, get home late that night, go to bed, uh, next morning, get up, see the beers there and just don't think nothing about it and the third day i see i come down and i grab a 40 ounce beer and i walk over and the trash can is a metal trash can that has like the lid on it like mm-hmm. a foot spring yeah um but it was empty and i remember i dropped it in there and when i heard it hit the bottom of it it was like this light bulb went off you know it was like 
Like, <laughs> and I just realized that for the last two days, I hadn't done anything. Really? I didn't have a single drop of alcohol. I it was like you were drugs. just, like you said, you were just too busy. It's like you just never got around oh, yeah. to yeah, it. Yeah, way I, busier than I ever was. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it was just, I was just too busy. And uh, I remember thinking, I remember I looked up and, you know, it says it did not to test, test God in the word. Um, but I remember I looked up and I was just like, if you can do that, what else can you do? You know what I mean? Like, just do it. Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean. Just do it. Do whatever you want. You know, take me wherever you're gonna take me. Um, and I, I wish I, w- I could say that after that it was just like this um, fairy tale, mm-hmm. and everything just went great and it's so smooth. And you know, where I got I love Jesus shirt on. You know, <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, like life got hard. Um, you know, because this was. Um, the first year that I was clean and sober, um, my daughter was a newborn. Um, me and my wife just got married. We were living out on our own, um, and it was a recession that yeah. just hit. So yeah. that was great. If you lived anywhere around here during 2009, 2010, that was, uh, it was not fun. No. Um, right. And, you know, luckily we was able to always get by the Lord always provided man there there was so many times where we'd have a electric bill due and had no groceries um and would literally get a check in the mail the next day from a complete stranger for almost the exact amount as needed this happens so many times you know what i mean i mean he provided every time was it hard oh man right super hard yeah yeah but um you know we had a we had an episode one time where this lady that knew us barely, like just two uh, acquaintances, mm-hmm. uh, she came to our door and handed us a thousand dollars cash in an envelope and said it wasn't from her, um, said it was from somebody else from our church that just felt led to do so. Uh, now we don't know. We don't know if it was really from her or from someone else, but the time it was given was so needed. You know what I mean? And, I mean, there's so many instances where he's provided every time we needed. You know what I mean? Um, and to think about that now and to think about my life before mm-hmm. I knew God, you know, I was the worst. You know, I was as skeptical as just as anybody else, you know. And when people would talk about God, I, I was respectful, but I would, I would kind of just laugh it off. Like, okay, right, you know, <laughs> whatever, you know. <laughs> um, but I had this idea of what church was by what I'd been, not necessarily taught, but what I've seen, you know, growing up. And it was always, oh, you go to school, you go to Sunday school, you know, you go to Sunday night service, you go to Wednesday night service, and you do the same thing over and over, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah. But, you know, what I was saying was out of that first 20-something years of my life, I had heard about God all the time but never knew I could have a personal relationship with God. That was mind-blowing to me. I'll never forget the first day I heard that. And I was just like, what like how's that work out you know he's up there i'm down here that's how i was always taught um or you know maybe i just perceived it that way Mm -hmm. um but that's when you take that whole picture 
of that's the way it's supposed to be. He's up here. You're down here. It makes the whole idea just seem crazy. You know what I mean? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, but then when you actually start having a personal relationship with them, you just see something totally different and I've seen it man. I've seen it in so many people's lives. So been blessed. And you have, you've built on that, Mm -hmm. you know, your love of God with, um, some of your community activism and Mm -hmm. you, you host a weekly or a bi-weekly, I guess I should say Bible study at the shop. Yeah. We hold a Bible study. It's been a little bit slower just because a lot of people are going on vacation and stuff like that. Um, and which we expected this time of year. Right. Um, so we're hoping to get it boosted back up again. Um, we did have a celebrate recovery that was hosted mm-hmm. at the shop there. Um, it was such an amazing uh, program. Celebrate recovery is an amazing program. If you ever have the chance to use it, definitely check it out. But they had uh, they came to me and said, "Hey, can we use your space?" And I said, "Well, yeah. You know, I don't care." And they said, "Well, you know, we had it hosted in a church." Um, which was fine, and we was blessed to have that space. They said, but every time the guys would come in, sometimes it was their first time ever, uh, the members of the church would kind of, you know, bounce them over the head a little bit with the Bible, you know. Mm-hmm. And there's nothing wrong with ministering to people, but... they got to be ready to hear it, they got to be ready, yeah. and it's got to be for them. Mm-hmm. You know, they have to want to receive that, and yeah. not something you can force, and... It scared them off. It would scare them off to not even want to come back to the meeting, even though that do you had nothing think, to do. Do you think they were maybe intimidated, too, a little bit with coming into a church, especially yeah. if it was oh, the yeah. first? I mean, and then not just I'm sure that takes a lot of, you know, guts, I, I guess I is what I would say, yeah. to go into a, a place like that if Definitely. you're not familiar. Yeah. And then, like you said, for somebody to be like, and here is this. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it wasn't like, no. OK, well, that wasn't bad. I'll let you I mean it was. It was just the bu- the building. I mean, but right. then as they start to kind of do some of that and not necessarily force, but kind of say, here you go. Mm-hmm. And I mean, it, I think it would probably just make it even worse. Yeah. And, and I think if you've never struggled with addiction, yeah. people don't understand how how difficult that first step of even going oh, to a yeah, meeting yeah, is. Sure. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, that's why when you get overwhelmed when you walk in that first time, you're like, yeah. this is the biggest decision I've ever made in my life. And now I'm like, oh my gosh, I got to... Right. How, how yeah. many times, did, I mean, how long did it take you to work the courage up to Absolutely. take to that first that step? Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, you know, I would, and, yeah. and then it's like, and then, you know, it's kind of like, oh my gosh. So, yeah. so I'm sure. We was like, well, well, we'll host it in the tattoo shop, you know, like... How, there's no other place like I, mean, <laughs> I just don't feel like I, I think of judgmental when I think of a tattoo shop right you know what I mean? right <laughs> and let's be honest like most people when they think of church or they think of Christianity um, not bashing either one but when they think of that they that's the first thing mm-hmm. they think of is hypocrisy judgment yeah. um, every single time but when you think of a tattoo shop it's probably the last thing you think you know mm-hmm. yeah um, in the same way when people go to a tattoo shop there you're probably not expecting to hear about god right you know? um, yeah when you go to church you're expecting <laughs> to hear about yeah. god and hopefully that's the reason yeah. you're there right <laughs> you know um yeah. but you know if you're not that's a whole different story that's between you and god yeah but uh <laughs> but anyways when you go to a church that's what you're expecting to hear about when you go to a tattoo shop you're not you know so when people come into the shop and they hear me talking about God or they hear someone praying for somebody or they hear just Christian music or whatever they see whatever hangings you know are on the walls uh 
it throws them off a little mm-hmm. bit. You know, it's, uh, I don't know. I, I'm not going to say it's uncomfortable for people because a lot of them, they're like, oh, that's cool, you know. Yeah. Uh, but it does, you can see it on their face. It throws them off. They're like, what? Yeah. Not, not what they're expecting, I'm sure, yeah. as they walk in. Yeah. Well, and I want to throw out a huge thing for you. And for any of our listeners that are that are interested in getting a tattoo, not picking on other tattoo parlors, but some of them can be kind of kind of dark yeah, you know oh yeah, kind of yeah. intimidating it's, for the everyday yeah. person and a lot more of the everyday person are starting to get them you got to come down and, and check out kyle's shop because it is it's bright it's it's very you know you've got a lot of your tag artwork in there you've got yeah. some of your hanging artwork there is christian music playing it's very upbeat i mean and i know you said something very important to you was to have a kid-friendly location yeah, like yeah we wanted family friendly you um, can feel comfortable coming and getting a tattoo and there's yeah. there's toys for the kids to play with i mean it is very welcoming i yeah. mean it's very awesome well and that was part of the vision you know when we opened the shop um and the whole concept was to create a family-friendly shop a shop where people could get quality work but for a price that that's good for this area where you know the you know we don't make a ton of money you know yeah, right. we're not not many of us are rich around here you yeah. know um but you know give them quality work family friendly environment but just you know somewhere where people feel good when they walk in you know you said and it's not the entire industry but a majority of the tattoo industry is a pretty dark industry yeah it can, it can <laughs> right, be pretty right. intimidating when you <laughs> when you be. try and find a shop yeah. well i mean like whenever you're like just driving by the road a lot of times like the windows seem blacked out i yeah. mean like I, it's like i can't you can't look in i mean yeah so i mean it does usually just outside perception is usually dark and that yeah. kind of thing and, you know and with the family-friendly environment you know with with indiana state laws like you can have kids in a tattoo parlor just a kid can't get tattooed unless right. they have consent with a, a parent or a guardian um but they can be there you know what i mean they just a lot of tattoo shops don't prefer to have kids there right you know which i understand mm-hmm. uh, for some artists it's just being able to focus and mm-hmm. you know have their attention right on that one thing I get that. Um, right. And I'm not dissing those places by any means. Mad respect to them. But uh, with our shop, you know, we wanted a family friendly. We have young kids, you know, so we know how it is yeah. when you go somewhere and it's not family friendly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It kind of makes it difficult. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you really got to plan more than what you should, you know. But to go all the way back to your third grade self, who yeah. was searching for someone who would accept that, I think that's awesome too for yeah. the kid that is interested in it that can at least see what a shop is and, yeah. and how it works and yeah. oh yeah that's yeah. that's cool to me that's and like uh, yesterday we uh we had a lady come in and i've tattooed her before uh but her teenage daughter uh, i think she, she's probably 12 13 something like that mm-hmm. but uh her teenage daughter uh had come in the last time she when she got tattooed but then she came in yesterday and she brought a whole crate of drawings that she'd done That's awesome. over the years. I mean, right. whatever. Um, but, you know, she was pretty good, you know, but she wanted to bring her art in to show me mm-hmm. the artwork that she had done uh, because she, her mom said that she was really inspired when she left last time. That's cool. Uh, because the little girl had just been really in the dumps and everything and it's going through a lot. And uh, so she said, you know, after this last time, came and got tattooed like it she's just been drawing more and more over the summer you know and uh that's that's what i want not not necessarily me i'm not saying me but 
I want to see kids inspired by people that are around them, mm-hmm. you and know, it, not it, on TV. Right. <laughs> and it doesn't, I mean, a local people to where yeah. like you can be an inspiration for her. I mean, and it doesn't mean that she's necessarily going to have, or she's going to be a tattoo artist, but yeah. maybe just right. knowing, oh, well you and you were like me and you liked art and yeah. this kind of art and that, and you figured out. Exactly. something to make you happy so that she can kind of have that same oh it is possible yeah oh yeah and there and there's so many you know so many fields in art too right you know they could go in so many different directions but you know say she doesn't even do art say it's something else but it's whole opening that door absolutely yeah. opening that mind that i don't have to trap myself in the like you said this box idea right that i can move out of that you know well, and the interesting thing is, too, we focused a lot on the art, but you're a business owner. I mean, you yeah, have yeah. you have the whole other side of, yeah. of the, the business, business part. Side. The fun part. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, that's the other thing. So, you I think. still probably have, you still have to do math. Yeah. Unfortunately. <laughs> unfortunately. Yes, I do. So, I mean, there's a lot of reasons. And I said it, you know, when we started, and I mean it um, wholeheartedly. It, it has nothing to do with you being here. My wife can attest to how I felt about you since we got the chance to that. I think you are one of the most inspirational people that I've met and, and an inspiration to me. And (laughs) and I'll be a hundred percent honest right on here. You know, a lot of the things that, that you talked about struggling with, with church and religion and those kind of things are things that I personally struggle with as well. And, um, and for anybody that has having some of those, I, I encourage you to come out to, to one of the Bible studies there because I've been, uh, to the, by my first one, I'm planning on continuing to go and, uh, you know, there is no judgment. There is no, right. you know, uh, and I'm just going to say this. And I said it to my wife uh, when I got back. Probably the coolest thing to me was everybody was very friendly. What's your name? How are you? But nobody asked me, what do you do? So there was no like, do you count? You know, are, right, yeah. are you the right sure. level yeah, of yeah. what you should yeah. be? And, are and, you on the level of Christianity that you're supposed to be? At? Right. <laughs> and, and, and that meant a lot to me because I don't want I, right. that's that's not why I wanted to go. I wanted to go just to talk about things and, and um, be able to learn. And, and so it's a really cool thing, man. And you're you, like I said, you're a huge inspiration to me. Well, I, I, I'm humbled, man, for sure. Um, you know, with the Bible studies, that was something that was put on our heart early on. Um, early on, like within the first couple of months of opening the shop, we said this is what we want to do. Um, just because we knew there would be people like myself, like you had said, where you just didn't really feel so comfortable, maybe from past experiences, whatever, mm-hmm. going to a Bible study in a church. Um, but it's it's a whole different setting when you're in a tattoo shop Mm -hmm. you know i don't know it's just different you know well i didn't think about you know and these are silly little things i know there's churches that don't don't care i didn't think about what do i need to wear did i wear the right clothes you know (laughs) i didn't even think about it i didn't even change i came whatever i had on that day i went down and exactly and, and we did it and it was you know like i said and it's and it's cool to be able to have an open conversation about things yeah. too. And well, and that's what it's supposed to be. You know, that's a, my understanding is, you know, church itself is supposed to be the body that, that we are. We're mm-hmm. supposed to be the body of Christ and not a building. It's not a, a structure, you know. And what we were talking about the putting students in that those walls you know it's the same thing with christianity when we're putting it in a building we're doing the same thing don't get me wrong i love a place to to worship i I enjoy worship um but do we absolutely have to have that building no we don't 
Um, well, I mean, Jesus never had that building. No, if yeah. you just want to talk about it to the yeah, most, yeah, uh, you know, definite pop. Unless he spot. was mad. And yeah. <laughs> but uh, but no, I mean, because like you could look at from the beginning of time. Uh, the only reason why we built walls was either to keep something out or to keep something in, mm-hmm. right? So either way, that's if that's what we're describing as church, we're doing something wrong either way. So if we take these walls down and we actually go out in the community and be a part of the community and minister to people where they are and not expect them to come under our pretty chandeliers, then I think we'll see a difference. But until we stop taking our attention and our focus on the building and how beautiful our wallpaper is <laughs> and, and start investing in the people and loving people, that's where it all comes down to is loving people. Mm-hmm. You know, and we're, instead we're focusing on how big of a gym we can build on. And to never think that that we are better than any of those other people. That, you know, that was yeah. my favorite thing about yeah. You know, when they talk about Jesus, Jesus sat and preached to everyone. Yeah. I mean, it, he, he didn't have this. Well, he was you're homeless. Not, yeah, you're not worthy of me. And I yeah. think <laughs> I think sometimes we forget that, you know, he was born in a manger. And, mm-hmm. he, he, you know, he 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 relied on other people to he support the, him as he, he was went. the son of God and yeah. was homeless yeah. um, and, and was in rags. Um, now, he could have he could have wore the nicest jewelry, the nicest fabrics. Uh, he was the son of God. Instead, he chose to wear what everyone else is wearing. Um, now that is humility, hundred mm-hmm. percent. I mean, can you? I, I mean, I've tried to picture that. Can you imagine being in the position he was? You know, um, but why was Jesus so effective? Is because he was on the same level. He was on the same level. So when he was in leper colonies. He was right there with them. Mm-hmm. He wasn't. He wasn't putting himself off in the distance and uh, pointing at him. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I want you to heal him. <laughs> right. <laughs> All the way over there. Hold yeah. your hand up. There yeah. you go. Yeah, yeah you're uh, the one. Not you. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, the guy two to the back. The next guy that wants to be healed, put your hand up. Um, I don't think Jesus did it like that. Right. You know. Um, you know, he was with the thieves. He was with the murderers. He was with all of them. Mm-hmm. But. It's funny because you would think when they was describing his his times with those people, he'd be describing such bad things that those people were doing or whatever. Uh, but most of the time, it's anytime there's a negative description, it's when he's with the Pharisees. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah those those people we normally would have negative connotations about is usually when love when the stories of love and compassion yes. and understanding come out. You know, and that's a uh, that's the whole thing, and that's where you know, and I, and that's why I enjoyed so much being down there with you guys, is because that's kind of my belief. Is you know, if you really look at what the story was, was this idea that you know, this guy could overcome everything, and he could preach to everyone. There was none of this whether you deserve it or not. Mm-hmm. It was just I'm here, and he yeah. let everyone come, and and I think that's something that you know, again, not not can all our churches. I don't want right. everybody to be upset, but. That community activism is something we have to get back to. Right, yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. And, you know, I've seen some churches uh, in the last so many years that are starting to see that. Mm-hmm. They're starting to realize if we don't get out of these walls, yeah. you know, and let let some dust collect on the pews for a while, get out of the pews and go out and do something. Uh, make a difference out there because 
if you're waiting for people to come into your congregation, I hope it works out for you. But you're probably going right. to be waiting a while. Right. You know, you've got to get out there. And I don't mean just handing out pamphlets, come to our church this Sunday. Like you actually, you got to go out and minister. You got to mm-hmm. do, you know, when Jesus was seeing, when he was performing these miracles, he was out doing something. You know, he didn't tell the people, well, meet me at this kingdom on my high chair and then Tuesday at eight I'm yeah. gonna I'm gonna turn water uh, to wine. So if you can yeah. if you can swing by I'll book you in my appointment. <laughs> Here's a sticky note for a reminder. Um Tuesday at eight. So yeah, I mean that's the that's the whole thing, man. And it's it's you know and again, like I said, that's that's kind of why we started this is we wanted to meet people that just had these, you know, these cool and interesting backgrounds and um you know and and that's what I enjoy about being down there is you you really get to meet people. That's the other thing that, that I love about that yeah. is you just sit down and you talk. It's mm. not it's not this whole, you know, we, we got to do this, and then no, we got to move to this, and then we got to move. It's, it's just, never structured. Right. No, let's just go. Yeah. Uh, one thing you'll learn from me is I just don't believe in structure. Uh, <laughs> that doesn't surprise me at all. <laughs> well, it's a, I'm glad you enjoy our show because we, as you can see, I have no notes, no anything. Right, yeah. I, <laughs> right. I just don't believe in it. Um my wife, she's total opposite. Thank God, because uh, we would. I don't know what. I we'd think do. I know that uh, works. Our, who knows where our kids would be? Uh, right, right. But me, I'm a very uh, just take it as it goes kind of person. Yeah. You know, it, it's not necessarily a good thing, but um, I'm more of just live in the moment, and you know that's what I like about uh, the tattoo shop itself. Is every day I hear a different story. Mm-hmm. I mean. I, I, and some are so crazy. I mean, wild, crazy well, stories. And I would think the cool thing about like you doing what you do, like you said earlier, everybody that, you know, gets a tattoo, there's a reason behind it, whether yeah. it's a, a good or a bad thing or to remember something. Right. Yeah, and your I psychology mean, degree is still coming in. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's it's true. still using that motivational interview and all that. Yeah. You know? so, but I mean, like, <laughs> like so how you, does that make you feel? <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, like, you get a heat, so you do get to hear kind of some of oh, those yeah. stories because I'm sure yeah. you get to hear a little bit of the background yeah. on why they choose whatever they yeah, choose and some of them are such amazing stories too some of them you're like you just have to stop tattooing just to listen you know um, right. a lot of the old timers you tattoo they'll tell you some crazy stories um but you'll hear some stories that would just make you laugh so hard you just want to cry and then you'll hear some stories that just make you want to cry yeah um, <laughs> but and then you'll hear some that you're just like you're just proud of that person you know what i mean like wow like you've done it you know you've you've showed the system you know you put it to them you know um and that's what i think my favorite part about just being a tattoo artist is you always it's something different all the time you know not just artwork but the client even if you get a repeat client and you tattoo them several times that's even better you learn so much you know because sometimes I'm sitting there, my average session's about four hours. So I'm sitting there for four hours with this person talking to them. That's all we have to do is sit there to talk, you know? Right. You learn a lot about a person in four hours. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> and it is. It's very, you know, I, I, my wife doesn't have any tattoos, and I've got a couple. And, you know, it's something that I tried to explain to her kind of the same way is 
it is a very personal you know setting i mean oh. it the only thing i could explain to her is kind of like going to the hair salon like mm. the hair salon is a place oh, that yeah. you know there's a lot of talk but i said this is this is even longer this is yeah. that's minutes. like a half an hour an hour yeah, maybe this is, <laughs> right what hair salon are you going to yeah. <laughs> <I know>. <laughs> <laughs> no no, um, no you're right i mean uh hairstylist uh bartenders tattoo artist uh catholic priest it's it's all the it's it's all confessionals they're all there together you know it's all confessionals i mean people tell me stuff that i don't even want to hear a lot of time i'm like i didn't need to know that um but people will tell you everything i mean even down to their childhood you know you will know everything about that person um and you meet some of the most courageous people, some of the, you know, some of the most off the wall people. Um, but the stories that they tell you, that's the best for sure. And, you know, for me as it's a chance to minister to people, um, not all the time, but a lot of times I'm able to minister to that person while I'm tattooing them. Um, and sometimes even pray for them because I look at it like this. Um, like it says in the word that, you know, when we, pray for someone we're supposed to lay hands on them well i'm already tattooing them yeah i mean i already got my hands on them you know what i mean so why not you know whether they want me to or not i can still do it you know um and i'll I'll ask them usually just out of respect you know but usually i never have anybody says no get your hands (laughs) off me you know (laughs) how dare you how dare you pray for me um and a lot of times people will pray for you back and they'll Mm -hmm. pray over the shop um like I said, when you hear some of the stories, though, you're just like, wow. You know, and there's sometimes where we'll do a tattoo and it's something really meaningful and they'll tell me the whole story. And then at the end of the tattoo, they look at the tattoo for the first time and you just see tears come to their eyes. And or you see a big smile or whatever it is. And those are the moments that reassures me this is what I'm supposed to be doing Mm -hmm. at least at this chapter in my life you know what I mean Mm -hmm. Um, this is what I'm supposed to be doing to kind of come back to the artwork here we'll we'll kind of start wrapping up a little bit but what what are your favorite designs or favorite things to tattoo oh I love flowers I love tattooing flowers man um I I think the reason is one because they're so colorful. And so you love color. I know yeah. every every time you post something, it's like anybody want anything colorful. Yeah, you right. Love, and that's I awesome. I love I love doing this explosive color pieces. Um, but I think another thing with flowers too is there's not really a lot of rules with it. You know, again the whole structure thing. So <laughs> <laughs> uh, like you have your basic structure. Like it literally has a certain shape. A rose has a certain shape. But far as shading and highlights and colors, like, you just do whatever you want, whatever you feel like, you know. So for me, definitely flowers. Um, I like doing watercolor pieces as well. Watercolor uh, has that look where it looks like basically if you just paint watercolor on You've got some amazing paper. ones like that, too. Yeah, um, I, I love doing those, those. How often do you have somebody just come in and say, artist choice man i just want you to do something cool oh man um honestly i'd say uh roughly probably three maybe four times a month someone really? just come in and just like and i'm like so you want me to draw it on you first they're like if you want to draw it on me cool if you just want to tattoo it i don't even care 
Um, and I've done some really fun ones like that. You know, it keeps it interesting for both of us because neither one of us knows what it's going to look like in the <laughs> month. Yeah. I'll be honest. That would intrigue me just, just knowing you like I do now is yeah. that you love that kind of open palette. And, yeah. oh, you yeah. know, I don't know really where I'm going to go with it. So I think and, and the cool thing about that is and, and I think this is something where the tattoo industry has really changed in the last you know 15 to 20 years is you see you went in the shop and you flip through the boards and you're yes. like yeah. i want, I want yeah. d17 right and they ran a copy and they did it now it's really unique art oh yeah i mean it's yeah. and that's the coolest thing is a lot is, of shops are stepping away from your traditional flash um you, you do have some shops that still all flash shops um but a lot of shops are pushing away from that um <coughs> so that was one thing that we said before we were on the shop, we're not going to have flash. Like if you're wanting a, an infinity symbol or something like that, like we can make it happen. It's not a problem, but we want to try to make each and every piece as original as possible. Mm-hmm. Even if it's changing the color a little bit, or even if it's just adding a flower here or something, make it your own tattoo. You know, uh, when I opened the shop, I was determined I was not going to have a revolving door tattoo shop where it gets you in, gets you out. It wasn't going to be like that. It was going to be an experience, a good experience, but an experience. So not only do you have a good tattoo, but you have a good experience that goes with it. So every time you look at that tattoo, you'll remember the good experience. So, well, brother, I'm going to throw it out again as we wrap up here. Um, you know, Kyle McIntosh from Beauty from Ashes Tattoo Parlor. Um, you know, hit him up. Uh, stop by the shop. Talk to him. Hang out. Uh, but definitely hit him up if you're if you're looking for a tattoo, man. And check out his, his stuff online. Um, follow him. He does a lot with, I mean, you just did a giveaway the other day for $100 yeah. uh, for the last person that, uh, that commented. commented. Yes. And what did it get to? Like, <laughs> it was uh like 30,000 yeah, I mean like it was 30, ridiculous 30,000 comments really? I think in like That's 12 awesome. hours yeah because I think I commented about 40 <laughs> or 50 times, times. <laughs> there was people who went to Facebook jail over that just because they commented <laughs> oh, so really? many times yeah. Yeah, it, was, it was crazy yeah. I mean it, it just blew That's up pretty cool yeah. uh, uh, Martha my art, other artist at the shop she uh she said you're gonna break the internet <laughs> it, it was because i saw you when, when it first posted and there was like seven or eight comments and yeah. i threw one up there and then later in the day i checked and it was at like five thousand. and later in the day i checked yeah. it was at 20 something i'm like oh my gosh i can't keep up with this yeah, Thirty thousand in 12 hours it was crazy That's crazy i just shut my phone off i was like oh, oh i'm sure you were getting like updates uh, like crazy <laughs> yeah so but hey go check him out I, and i and i'm you know, go get some art done. Go get some ink done. If you're looking for some kind of mural or something, hit them up. Um, those of you who have joined us on Facebook Live, there's a giant white garage door right behind me that I have asked Kyle uh, when he gets some free time to come out and, and, and hook me up and tag, uh, do some artwork for me, and, and, you know, reach out to these guys. And this was something we kind of talked about before we went on the air, but um, shop local, man, and support these local guys. Mm. And, and, I, and Kyle, I'm going to tell you again, man, you are um, – you're one of the most inspirational people I've met. I appreciate what you are not only doing for our small community here in Crothersville, but the greater community. And and I want to tell you that I, I wholeheartedly, as someone who's in education that really cares about mm. kids and cares about our next generation, thank you for yeah. not hiding your testimony and your story, man, yeah. because I know it's not all 
It's not all lollipops and rainbows, right. um, yeah. but it's yeah. but it's you. Oh yeah, and right. it's the reason why you've gotten to where you are today, man. Right. And yeah. and I truly appreciate it. And I I'd love to have you back some other time. So anytime you want to come back and chit chat or. We may bring our portable setup down to the shop oh, sometime, and that would be cool. Uh, and we'll, uh, we may just pull some people as they're in the yeah, shop and, and do some go. interviews. Woo. So <laughs> we'll, uh, we'll hook some. Who up. knows what you'll hear? That's, yeah. <laughs> that's all right. But uh, brother, I appreciate it, and I all wish right. you all the best. All right, appreciate Thank you. you. Thank you.